How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? And boom goes the dynamite. I don't know what we're yelling about! I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. One week of high school football playoff action is in the books, and now it's the quarterfinal round here on the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter alongside Paul Kingsbury. My name's Sven Elskog, and Paul, all we're going to do today is talk all about each classification. We're going to go through, pick dark horses, our favorites, and then the game that we want to watch this week. Uh, get us started now. We're going to do 5A, 4A, and 3A here in the first segment, and then we'll do 2A, 1A, D1, and 1A, D2 in segment number two. You ready for this, Paul? Oh, I've been looking forward to this all week. I'm glad you invited me back. I, I've been on a couple of times, and it's been fun. But now that we're in the playoffs, then we've only got this week the semis championships left. That's what, 42 games is all that's left in the high school football season. We're going to make the most of it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And 24 of those games take place this week. You'll be at one of the games on Friday night, Post Falls against Mountain View, mm-hmm. and that's a seamless transition into our 5A discussion here. Four games on the schedule this week. Madison is at Rocky Mountain on Friday night at 7 o'clock. Bora at Coeur d'Alene Friday night at 7 o'clock. That's a Pacific time zone game. Eagle at Highland. Holt Arena is the site for that one Friday at 5.30. And then, of course, Mountain View and Post Falls Friday night, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Of course, we look at this bracket, eight teams remaining on it. Uh, which team stands out to you among that field as a team that you think can kind of be a dark horse and surprise some people, get in a championship game, and have an opportunity to win that title match? You know, in the 5A bracket, my, my favorite, and I think, and when I say favorite, I mean I look at the team that it is probably going to move on, has the best chance to win the championship as of right now, Rocky Mountain. They've been number one all year. There's no reason to, to start betting against them now. Not that we bet at any point during the season. But but going for the horse that's in the lead is never a bad idea, and I think Rocky Mountain right now is, is probably the favorite going into, uh, in, into this round and moving forward. So you got Rocky Mountain as your favorite. You missed the question. It was the Dark Horse. What's your Dark Horse team there in the 5 I'm sorry. You started with the other. The Dark Horse? And, and go. you say Dark Horse, but I, I always feel bad saying Dark Horse when you've only got eight teams left because they're all good. But Mountain View, I think, because, you know, you've got Highland in that lower bracket. You have Eagle in the lower bracket. Post Falls in the lower. You've got Coeur d'Alene up top. Top to bottom, there's quality teams in the 5A uh, quarterfinals this week. Mountain View, um, you know, the number two seed coming out of the SIC. You know, maybe they're not favored to get past Post Falls. Maybe they're not favored to get past Highland if they do. I say if anybody can go against Rocky Mountain in that championship, I think Mountain View has come a long way over the season. They've, there's been ups and downs. There's been so many. E- each week, we see results come in for, from games in the 5ASIC and go, well, they weren't supposed to win, but they won convincingly. Oh, they weren't supposed to lose, but they lost. So now that it's all kind of coming into into a clear picture, teams are fine-tuned and they're calibrated. I think heading into it, Mountain View is my dark horse. So you like a couple of 5ASIC teams. You like Mountain View as your dark horse, and you like Rocky Mountain as your favorite. Uh, of course, that makes sense, Paul. You're, you're a big 5ASIC Thanks guy. Thanks for framing it that way. It yeah, makes me look like a state of Ada guy. That's not the case. Yeah, so I'm going to go a different direction. My favorite is Coeur d'Alene. I think they will win this week against the Bora Lions. Bora had a fantastic game last week. You know, Jake Stanley's got all the theatrics going. The guy huh. cuts off his cast and goes out there and plays. And he, he doesn't just play. 
He does a fantastic job. Almost throws for 300 yards in the second half alone. What a story there at Bora. I hear Brad Pitt is going to play him in the movie they make out of that. It, it, it's, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's made for TV theatrics there where your backup quarterback gets hurt. So the quarterback that's got a broken wrist, you know, who knows what he used. I wasn't on the sidelines, but, you know, takes a pair of dull scissors and, and cuts his cast off and goes in and saves the day to, to some great music in the background. I mean, I wish I'd have been there to witness it. It's a great story. That's what high school sports are about or stories just like that. And the backup quarterback... Uh, well, I guess the guy that actually started the game, he, he's yeah. probably the third or fourth string, but Ellis Magnuson has been playing quarterback yeah. for Bora, and Magnuson had a shoulder injury, so he couldn't get the zip that he wanted on the football, and uh, they go back to Stanley, but Magnuson doesn't come out of the game. He's still in the game playing, and uh, he catches three passes in the second half, and then I get the depth chart for this week for Bora, and I see Ellis Magnuson is listed as the quarterback, and Jake Stanley's not even on it. So I don't know if this is gamesmanship by the Bora Lions or, or what, what direction they're going. The conventional wisdom would be that Jake Stanley's going to start at quarterback this Friday night, but at this point, who knows? They can throw anybody back there. You won't know. You won't know until after the kickoff and the first drive from scrimmage, and you see who's under center playing quarterback for the Lions. They're not going to show that hand whatsoever that, that that's just how they they play things very close to the vest and good for them i mean there's a lot of gamesmanship that happens in high school football and it's a big chess game and the more you keep your pieces kind of covered up and and closed off from the other teams the better chance you've got right so again Coeur d'Alene's going to be my favorite and the reason i say that is their quarterback kale edwards i mean that's the first guy that we want to focus on here kale edwards it just got an offer from the university of montana and he's also helped out nate birch one of his defensive linemen has 10 sacks that leads the 5a classification statewide and then ryan linehan he's not far behind him he's got eight so on both sides of the ball you add in shiloh morgan their running back colby nosworthy one of their wide receivers this is a really balanced football team that can do it in a lot of ways the, the biggest thing that i can see as a threat to Coeur d'Alene is having to travel on the road to play rocky mountain potentially in the semifinals. And uh, if they get through that game, I like them against anybody that comes out of the bottom half of the bracket. Well, you're picking Coeur d'Alene because you're making the drive up there, and you're going to be broadcasting that game, and you don't want anybody mad at you while you're up there. But, you know, Coeur d'Alene coming in, they've, they've had a bye. They've had a rest. You know, they didn't have their quarterback having to take off a, a cast and, and, and play a game. They've been sitting back watching everything happen. Same with Rocky Mountain, same with Highland, same with Mountain View. You know, those number one seeds got the bye into the quarterfinals, and so they've had a whole, you know, two weeks to recover from injuries, rest, to fine-tune offenses, to, to maybe put in a couple new things to, to show during the playoffs. So those those number one seeds that have the buys always, I think, have the advantage coming in. You could always argue, though, that on the other side, those teams, they, they're not rusty. They played last week. They're in, you know, they're in battle form. So you, there's always two arguments to that. Um, I'm, I'm more of a believer in football that you get that extra week to rest. That means a lot more than having that week um, that, that you play to, quote, shake off the rust. And I, I made fun of you for uh, your pick of the 5 ASIC for a favorite and a dark horse, uh -huh. but I can't get too carried away. i got to pick Eagle as my dark horse. I think what Paul Peterson's been able to do with this team, despite a bunch of injuries, I mean, they were starting their fourth string running back, Gabe Fessler, last week. Uh, they were without Charlie Baker. Nelson Russell was limited with his action. Uh, you know, Stanley didn't play on the field. I, I mean, you look at Eagle, 
it's been incredible what they've been able to do. And I just think that, you know, an impressive win last week against Lewiston, they go into Holt Arena. It's an early kickoff time. And I know that the SIC struggles sometimes when they have to go out on the road for these playoff games because they just don't ever have to travel during the regular season. But I think in this instance, it's going to be a little bit different. Again, Paul Peterson is an Idaho State University guy. They go over there for a team camp every summer. These guys are going to be ready to go. And I like Eagle to knock off Highland this week. And then beyond that, you know, they go up against Mountain View or Post Falls in the semifinals. They already beat Mountain View. Um, You know, Post Falls would be an interesting matchup. But I really like Eagle's opportunity to potentially make a state championship appearance this year. You know, and going back to what I said earlier, I don't think going back to the regular season and saying, well, this team beat this team, so this is how it might play out because any given week, any given thing could happen. And that's what that's what's making this this particular year of tournament play so much fun is that you can't look at it top to bottom and go, okay, well, we can already pencil them in. Well, we can definitely already pencil them in. We can't. And I think that's what we're talking about here is Eagle. You know, they had a backup quarter, uh, backup running back come back and do that. They scored 24 in the second half. You know, Lewiston had a shot to win. They didn't. And so coming in, any one of these teams um, has a shot coming in. So I think it's a very valid pick on that dark horse. And so as far as, you know, our dark horse and favorites go, uh, we've got a my dark horse is Eagle, Paul's is Mountain View, his favorite's Rocky Mountain, and mine's Coeur d'Alene. The last thing that we want to do here is discuss which one of these four games this week uh, each of us wants to watch the most. If we could just pick one game and sit down and just watch it as a fan, which game would we pick? And I'll let you go first. Okay. And and it, you're going to think it's lame because I'm actually going to be broadcasting this game. But even if I wasn't, if I was just sitting home, I would have this game on. Post Falls at Mountain View. I think that's going to be a fun game. I always love the, the cross-state matchups. I love when teams come in from out of area and play, whether it's coming from here, there, there, here, whichever it is, um, you know, doing state tournaments for, you know, 15 years. I always love those matchups where teams don't play each other and then they meet. You know, I think that's where the preparation has to come in. You see who's the most prepared, who's done the most scouting, who's done the most work. And I think this post falls uh, coming into Mountain View this weekend is going to be a fun game to watch. And I think the thing for post falls, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks, but these guys are young. And for a lot of them, this is going to be their first ever playoff experience. And in fact, for all of them, it's their first opportunity last week to actually get a win as post falls had not won a playoff game since the nineties. And you go out there and you look and these guys, they go out and they beat Skyview uh, with a touchdown under 10 seconds remaining. And uh, you know, they did it 6.7 seconds left. Derek Pierce, a 20 yard touchdown pass to Josiah shields. And uh, you know, that was a response to Skyview scoring with 34 seconds left. So, just a back-and-forth game, which is what you expected against everybody that played Skyview this year. But, you know, credit Post Falls. That was not an easy win last week. And yeah. now they get another 5A SIC team. They gain some confidence. And a young team like this, they're just going to keep getting better and better as the year goes on. Yeah, and that was a fun game last week. I was at home, I was in the office running the Friday Night Flash, seeing those updates come through. And it, it, I mean, I was getting excited just watching those updates come through of, oh, they scored, oh, they scored, oh, they, they scored. It was a fun game, and there's a lot of points, 42 to 37. Two pretty 
high-powered offense is coming in. You know, Skyview, we, you know, we can talk about that offense all day long. So for Post Falls to match that, I'm really excited to see them come in and play Mountain View. The game that I like this week, the one that I'd like to just sit down inside Holt Arena and watch the whole thing through the Highland Rams and Eagle Mustangs. Highland is the defending 5A state champion, and Eagle Mustangs, they are led by a guy that can run it as well as anybody from the quarterback position in Ben Ford. And I think the biggest thing for Eagle is their defense. This is a team that held Lewiston to just six points last week at home. And I think that it gets overshadowed just a little bit how good their linebackers are. You know, whether it's Alex Davidian, Matt Hudson, uh, you, you can just list off a bunch of different linebackers. You can list off the defensive linemen. You can list off Sam Witte, uh, the defensive backfield, Dakota Thompson, uh, Bridger Marbo. There's so many guys on that defense that don't get talked about enough in the grand scheme of things. And I really like the Eagle Mustangs' chances on Friday night against Highland there at Holt Arena. Well, Highland's had that target on their back all year. They, they have a target on their back every year, you know, no, no, no matter what. And so coming into this, uh, you know, again, having some rest um, under their belt, coming in, not having to play last week, being able to see Eagle, um, you know, last week. And, you know, I, I think that, that Highland is probably going to take it to them. At Holt Arena, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um but uh, I, I just don't see Highland being denied in that opening round. So Paul doesn't like the game as much as I do, but no. who's right more often? That's the real question. You can My wife. drop your comments below and tell us who you think is <laughs> normally more correct. And uh, I, I think we may have a, a, a dead heat tie. As we look at the 4A classification now, we broke down the 5A uh, Hillcrest plays Middleton on Friday at 7 at Thunder Stadium in Idaho Falls. Columbia is against Nampa, a 4A SIC battle on Friday at 7 from the Bulldog Bowl in Nampa. Skyline at Bishop Kelly on Friday at 7, uh, another good one. And then Idaho Falls is at Valley View Friday at 7 as well. So I'll ask you the same questions again, and you can give them to me in order here. Um, your Dark Horse and then your favorite for the 4A classification this year as we look at that eight-team remaining field. Okay, again, my, my dark horse is probably not the conventional, quote, dark horse. You know, it's not the three-legged horse in the back that I think can can get to the front. You know, Bishop Kelly, always tough. Hillcrest this year, incredibly tough. Skyline? Skyline. You know, they beat uh, Minico last week, 36-27. I think they're, they're running well. I think they're firing on all cylinders. I think they're coached well. I think they uh, they have a goal in mind. I think that Skyline could be the dark horse coming through that bottom part of the bracket. And you like another team out of that conference as your favorite this year. I do. They're in the top half of the bracket, Hillcrest. And Hillcrest is Hillcrest. I mean, they beat Sandpoint last week at home 45-0. They can put points on the board. They've got a stout defense as well. I mean, they're just a really tough team. The Knights could very well go all the way this year in 4A. And Hillcrest is my favorite as well. I just think they do too many things well running the football. I think in the game on Friday against Middleton, it's going to be awfully tough for the Vikings. We're going to see wind of 25 to 35 miles an hour there. It's going to rain. Um, that doesn't really bode well for a passing offense. Right. And, and, and when you say rain in eastern Idaho, that usually means icy, snow, slush, whatever. And it might start off as rain at 5, 6 o'clock, but get the kickoff at 7, 8 o'clock after halftime. Boy, if it's still if there's still precipitation, it's going to be wet, icy, and cold. A rain-snow-monsoon mix. <laughs> as if anything helps, it's the fact that Middleton has ran the football before. They've done it this year as well. Right. Jake Tuckett has looked good in you know, the, the action that he's got running the ball, but primarily this has been a Dallas Hagler. Throw it up, and uh, let's see what Carson Smith can do running under the football 
and how far he can go. Again, I mentioned I like the Knights. They're my favorite um, this year in the 4A classification. My dark horse is out of the 4A SIC Valley View. They take on Idaho Falls this week. The Falcons, uh, they handed it to Moscow last week up there on the road, 55-14. to And uh, I think that's a team that can carry it forward here this week. And, you know, then a semifinal matchup that uh, they'll have to travel on the road to either uh, Skyline or Bishop Kelly. But I think that them running the football so effectively and uh, good special teams play, that keeps you in football games when you do things like that. They can win any style of contest. Well, they can. And Valley View, I mean, head coach Coffin, the guy knows what he's doing. He's been around the block a time or two. And, you know, he's they've had some uh, down years at Valley View. They have up years. I think this is one of those years when they're definitely projecting upwards, so to speak. So uh, for Valley View to have success, I, I always love to see it. Big fan of the, the uh, Valley View Falcon program. Um, the brown, yeah, it doesn't really sit well with me, but I can't choose school colors. But Valley View overall, I love them. I, I love watching Valley View succeed, so all the best to them. You don't like the monochromatic numbers where uh, it, it's the exact same color on the inside of the jersey number as it is on the outside? The only difference is the line. We're talking to you, Coach Cameron at Gooding. Black jersey, black numbers, same thing. Same thing. No one ever thinks of the media trying to broadcast the game when they choose the look of the uniforms. And the Madison Bobcats, a team that's yes. playing this week in the same 5A thing. classification. Uh, shout out to them. The exact <laughs> same thing going on there for their uniforms. Well, uh, you know, we pick our favorites. We both got Hillcrest. You have a Dark Horses skyline. I've got Valley View. Uh, the game that you are circling this week uh, that has your interest peaked. Well, it's my Dark Horse game. Skyline at Bishop Kelly. You know, Bishop Kelly... Um, put a whooping on Preston last week, 41-0. They're coming in. You know, they're ready to play. Skyline battled 36-27 to against Minico. So did that get them ready to play Bishop Kelly? Did it wear them down so that Bishop Kelly is, is in, at, at an advantage? We don't know. I think it's going to be a good game to watch. And the game that I like is the one that was not close the first time they played. Columbia and Nampa was a absolute blowout. Nampa handed it to the Wildcats. But I tell you, Columbia last week comes off such a huge win against Century on the road, 27-26. to yeah. And I think they'll make this far more interesting than the first time was. But regardless, the thing that we're noticing, the winner of this game gets a trip to the semifinals. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, let's even go back a year or two years ago and say, okay, in a couple of years, Columbia and Nampa are going to be playing in the quarterfinals of the 4A state tournament. True or false? And we would have probably said false and, and moved on with our lives. But here they are. And again, great to see. I love seeing these programs that, that have struggled a little bit in the past and seeing success now and playing each other. I mean, they're right there next to each other in Nampa. Um, you, you know, these kids know each other. They played Pop Warner together. Uh, they played Powell football together, and now they're lining up against each other. Um, I think that's fun. It's fun for them. It's fun for the sport of football. It's good for the sport of football. And hopefully nobody bet their farm on this one. I mean, no. like you mentioned, if you would have given that bet opportunity to people a couple of years ago, they would have taken it wholeheartedly. But John Helmendaller, his first year as the head coach at Columbia, uh, Dan Holtry over there at Nampa, uh, his third year, I believe. I mean, these two guys, the, the job they've done, you know, they got to be right in the running, coach of the year statewide, any classification. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think both of them have a really strong case for an honor of that nature as that's the 4a classification one of the more wide open fields among any classification and you can side you know kind of say the same thing about the 3a ranks where you know entering in homedale is the only undefeated team remaining but you look at it sugar salem marsh valley kimberly fruitland 
South Free, I mean, which which of these teams do you really think doesn't have a shot? Right. And uh, I think that's part of what makes this bracket fun. As here for this week, Marsh Valley is against Sugar on Friday at 8.15 at Holt Arena. Fruitland at Kimberly as the Grizzlies have to travel for a true road game on Friday night at 7. Timberlake hosts South Fremont Saturday at 1 o'clock Pacific time. And Gooding is at Homedale Friday at 7 o'clock. Uh, you know, some interesting matchups here this week. Oh, there are. And Timberlake, those teams up north in the IEL are always interesting to watch because you never know quite how good they are compared to other Idaho teams. They play, uh, you know, Frenchtown, Montana, and, and they play, you know, other places like that during the season. And Timberlake is one of those teams that's been good all year. And, you know, voting in the media poll, I, it's really, I've, I've struggled not to include them in the top five, but I haven't been able to because we're just not sure how good they are. So coming into the tournament, they got that buy into this into this round. They're going to be taking on South Fremont, a team that I saw the first week of the season did not look good when they played Fruitland. But they steadily improved, and they got to where they're at. They beat Weezer last week, you know, 35-28. So South Fremont-Timberlake is, I think, a, a good bellwether game for both those teams. You know, coming in, there's some... Uh, you know, maybe other people saying, well, this team doesn't deserve to be here, here, and here. You know what? This game is going to show which team, um, you know, kind of prove their worth getting into this tournament. And, and I think the 3A classification, you look at their eight remaining teams, these are the teams that everybody would have picked probably to yeah. to be a final eight. And I think this way they've got it right. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes that can be argued one way or another. The 1AD1 classification, which we'll talk about later uh, with the Chalice Vikings. I mean, that's a team that, for lack of a better term, uh, didn't get a good deal here this year. Uh, to only lose two games by a combined eight points to Oakley and Valley and just miss the playoffs entirely mm-hmm. uh, is pretty egregious, yeah. in my opinion. So we look at the 3A classification. That's not a problem. Um, your dark horse and then your favorite for this 3A classification here this year. Okay, my dark horse. You've got the Sugar Salems that are really, really good. You got Fruitland that you know people always expect. Um, Gooding. I've seen Gooding play a couple of times this year. Gooding always seems to be in the mix. They always seem to be in the mix. Coach Cameron does a great job um, out there in Gooding. He always has big kids. You know, always has big kids coming through. McGinnis, you know, all those type of kids coming through. And, you know, they're coming up against Homedale in this round. And Homedale, one of the few undefeated teams in the state, any classification. But you look at their schedule and go, well, you know, do they really deserve it? Were they just victims of their own schedule? We'll see coming in this week against Gooding. Well, and you look at Homedale, they've absolutely obliterated everybody this year. They blew out Weezer. They blew out Fruitland. They blanked Fruitland. They did not give up any points to them. New Plymouth, the strong 2A team this year, they handled them. I mean, really... Homedale has just been absolutely fantastic this year, but you look at it and and you've got a different SRV conference team as your favorite this year. Uh, you like Fruitland to I win do. this field. I do. I, like I mentioned, I was there at Fruitland for that opening game against South Fremont. They um, debuted their new air attack combined with their ground attack, and it looked phenomenal. It looked great. I mean, I looked at that game and went, they're unstoppable. And then we see what happened. Homedale blanked them. Um, but like I mentioned, the 5ASIC, and, and any given week, anything can happen. And so moving into it, you and I were at the Kellogg game on Saturday at Fruitland, and Fruitland handled them from start to finish pretty well. So I think Fruitland is you know, putting in a new type of offense that you haven't really run ever. Um, getting that um, settled in, getting it you know, 
everybody on board and knowing what they're doing, I think they're in a good spot. And so, yeah, definitely my, my favorite in the 3A, and it's cliche to say, obviously, is, yeah, Fruitland's going to win the 3A championship. Like, it's never happened before. But I think this year's a little bit different as it's not Fruitland dominating everybody. I think Fruitland is actually going to earn this one. Well, and if last week was the equivalent of Fruitland tuning a guitar, it is well-tuned now yeah. as they blew out Kellogg 63-7. to Just about everything worked for them. They've got a fun matchup this week against Kimberly. And, uh, you know, my dark horse is a different team, different side of the state, District 5 representative. District 5. You know, we always talk about Snake yeah. River. It is not Snake River. Yeah. It is the Marsh Valley Eagles. The Eagles play Sugar Salem this week. And behind Peyton Campbell and a defense that's going to punch Sugar Salem in the mouth. They've got a real Ooh. chance here. And, and this game, they want some payback. You know, they fell by seven points the last time they played. And Sugar Salem, for the sake of all things considered here, is considered the home team. They're on top of the bracket. Right. If Marsh Valley had a choice with the slobber knocker style that they like, they'd be playing this game down in Aramo. They'd want to be at home. And this game would be 14-10 to 10 as your final. Inside Holt Arena, it's a little bit faster. The conditions are good. It'll be a little bit of a different style of game, but I still don't think there's going to be many points going up. But Marsh Valley's my dark horse this year. Right. Now, you mentioned the weather that's going to be in Pocatello for the Hillcrest game. Well, it's going to be maybe windier in Pocatello because it's always windy in Pocatello. So, you know, being inside the friendly confines of Holt Arena is definitely uh, to Sugar Salem's advantage, I think. Um, but that, I think that's a pretty good pick. My 3A favorite is out of the SRV, but it's not Fruitland. It is Homedale. Their quarterback, Daniel Uranga, is going to heave it all over the yard. Carson Brown, strong receiver. Um, I like their defense. I, I don't think anything's stopping Homedale this year in 3A. I pick Marsh Valley as a dark horse because I think they have a legitimate shot to get to a title game appearance, but uh, I'm going to pick Homedale to win the whole thing. And, and that's part of the reason that I like the Marsh Valley Sugar game this week because like I said, I think Marsh Valley can win some games here in the postseason, and uh, I'm excited to see that. Sugar Salem, uh, there was a game earlier this year when they had eight different kids score touchdowns Not in, bad. in one game. Not bad. Um, I was doing the Wilder stats today, and I thought it was incredible that Wilder had eight different players that have ran for touchdowns on the season. Sugar <laughs> Salem did it all in one day. <laughs> That's called balance. That's a balanced attack for the diggers up there. And, and you're right, You know, Sugar Salem and Homedale, top of the bracket, bottom of the bracket, on paper, should be playing for the championship in a couple of weeks. Will they? We'll see. And your game that you want to watch mm -hmm. also features your Dark Horse team. It does. I mean, I, I've, I've penciled in Gooding at Homedale um, as my game to watch, mainly, again, because it's got my Dark Horse Gooding in there. I'm curious to see, but, but on top of just seeing if, if Gooding can get past, I'm really curious to see if Homedale is as good as advertised. Undefeated, I know, I know, I know, and, and I haven't seen them play in person, so that's probably it. So guys in Homedale don't hate me. I'm just going off of, of the eye test. And that that win against Fruitland was really the best convincing uh, piece of data I have that, 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 they, they, that they should be the ones coming out of that. We'll see. We'll see when they play Gooding. And you remember, as well as anybody, the days when Homedale was a powerhouse here in the state of Idaho, oh, yeah. and uh, you remember all the Urangas. Well, they've got another Uranga yep. at quarterback, and I think it's no coincidence that that's when they're right back in the mix as a title contender again, is when he is under center. Well, I think his dad was is Tony Uranga, who played sports when I played sports back in New Plymouth back in the early 90s, when we were all A3 in a WAC that included all sorts of weird teams that you look back now. But Homedale just dominated. I mean, every year... 
you know, you came into the football season going, well, we sure hope we can get second place to, to Homedale this year. They just dominated. And I, and I think that uh, they have that winning culture. I mean, the town just revolves around football. And to, and from little kids to, the, like I said, the, the parents who played there now have kids there, grandkids there. We see that all over the state. And in Homedale, it's definitely uh, uh, the case. And so coming into into this game, that's that's really going to shine. And you talk about classification and conference changes. We were looking at the 1994 bracket for mm-hmm. A3, and Holmdale played Clearwater Valley in the first round. Was New Plymouth on that bracket? I don't know. No, I, I, but, I, can, but, I can tell you. Yeah, I do remember that Holmdale and Clearwater yeah. Valley, and you're thinking, boy, what a weird matchup to have in the playoffs. Yeah. And it, it's just a, a sign of how the times have changed. Right. That's exactly right. Now Clearwater Valley is a pretty small um, school up there in Kooski. Um, Colby Krieger, AD. Shout out to Coach uh, Krieger up there. But Clearwater Valley, small team now, and Homedale dominating in the three A's. We'll talk about the Clearwater Valley Rams and the rest of the small school classifications, 2A, 1A, D1, and 1A, D2. Preview each of those coming up next here on the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter. My name's Jerry, and I smoked for 30-plus years. I was elk hunting. My left arm and my left leg started tingling on me nearly died and it was enough to wake me up you know being on the top side of the grass is a good alternative to smoking i still hunt and now it's getting time where the grandkids are going to start going and i want to be there for that call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit projectfilter.org cable one brings high-speed internet to the greatest town on earth yours now you can get up to 100 megs for just 45 dollars a month for six months No deposit, no contract. Enjoy faster downloads, better streaming, up to 100 megs, $45 a month for six months. Connecting is easy. Call 877-687-1427 or visit CableOne.net today. Restrictions apply. Call Cable One for details. Black Friday is now. Don't wait until Black Friday to get incredible savings on your favorite Toyota. You can get them today. Big cash back, low payment leases, or APR financing as low as 0% on several models, all backed with Toyota Care. The Toyota Black Friday sales event. Shop early as many savings are on 2018 models, and when they're gone, so are the deals. For full details, see your local Toyota dealer. Toyota, let's go places. All financing and approved credit through Toyota Financial Services. Dealer doc fees verified by dealer. For more details, go on 888-21-TOYOTA. Offers end December 3rd, 2018. Don't worry, honey. You know how the media sensationalizes everything. Okay, that does it. You play to win the game. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? We've discussed the 3A, 4A, and 5A classifications. It's now time to take a look at 2A, 1A, D1, and 1A, D2. And we'll get started here with the 2A on the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter. Let's run over the games for this week on Saturday at 1.30 at Holt Arena. It's Declo against St. Mary's. Westside McCall Donnelly is the early game at 11 o'clock on Saturday at Holt Arena. Grangeville hosts Cole Valley Friday at 6 o'clock Pacific time. And West Jefferson is at North Fremont in Ashton on Friday night at 6 o'clock. As you take a look at this field, it's kind of interesting. The only classification where there's you know this many remaining unbeaten teams, there's four of them. You look at Declo, Westside, Grangeville, and North Fremont, and that makes it difficult to really pick a favorite out of this bunch, but we have sat down and we have done just that. As Paul Kingsbury, your favorite and your dark horse for the 2A classification here in the 2018 season. Well, it's not a hard choice for the favorite. I mean, it's got to be Declo. Um, Declo's 
defending state champions. They lost it in 2016, came back. In the last decade, they've been in the state championship game five or six times. So, and this is a team that knows how to win. They've got a D1 player that just kind of puts everybody on their back and says, all right, let's go and win this football game. Um, I think Declo could beat teams in the 3A and 4A classification this year. So I think Declo is kind of an obvious uh, favorite. And they have beat teams in the 3A classification, including a couple that are still in the playoffs, Sugar Salem, they beat Kimberly, they beat Fruitland, three of them that Not, are still... And those aren't slouches either. No, they're, they're fantastic teams, and you even picked one of them as your favorite for the 3A title this year. Fruitland, absolutely. So Declo is your favorite, Declo's my favorite as well. Um, as far as a dark horse goes, uh, it's hard to pick one. I think you basically have to pick anybody but Declo as your dark horse. And in this instance, I picked North Fremont. I think North Fremont's going to win against West Jay this week. They blew them out. I mean, n- not even close the first time they played. A lot of things can change. Yeah. As the year goes on, uh, the conditions are going to play a factor. It'll be nasty, sloppy football up there on Friday at Ashton, and both teams like to run the football, so their coaches have got to be licking their lips, raring and ready to go for that one. Uh, That's every Eastern Idaho coach's dream to have nasty weather in November, I think. It is, and, well, it depends on the style of play, I guess. You know, if you're a passing team, you don't want to see that. You want to see, you know, birds chirping and the sun shining and everything's fine and dandy, but... um, you know, you get in this time of year, you do whatever it takes to win. And uh, if it turns into a muddy, messy, cold uh, mess, then that, that's what you work with. And Garrett Hawks, the quarterback for North Fremont, is just such a standout athlete. He may be very well the the second best in the 2A classification. You look at Keegan Duncan, I think that's uh, the one that everybody would put at the top of their list as far as the best athlete. Yeah. Boise State commit, obviously. But, uh, you know, a, a nice... Number two, uh, Garrett Hawks. And uh, the North Fremont Huskies are my dark horse team there for the two A's. You went in a completely different direction on this one. And if everybody had to guess which team on this bracket is Paul Kingsbury's dark horse, this may very well be the last or second to last team that people would pick. Well, if you're going to pick a dark horse, you got to pick someone that people look at and go, well, boy, they, they might not have a shot. So I went with a seven seed. Cole Valley, you know, and, and here's why. They've got a very, very fast running back in OBG. They've got a very, very tough front defensive line. Um, I saw that in the, in the McCall game. I, I've seen it before this year in, uh, against Wendell. Cole Valley is a team that if their defense is firing and if their offense is firing, they're a very, very tough team. Are they tough enough to beat Grangeville? Maybe, maybe not. Um, it's football. We'll see. Um, you know, but they are number seven seed Grangeville and number two seed for a reason. And, and this year, of course, I don't want to go into it because my head already hurts thinking about the RPI. But two A was seeded with the RPI this year. You know, they played that first round and then they said, "All right, now we're going to redo the bracket and put them all in there." Um, and it's been an interesting uh, experiment so far. Um, and there's been a lot of discussion about how it's working and and, and whatnot. But uh, moving past all that, here we are in the quarterfinals. The bracket seeded. Uh, you know, one through eight, and here we go. And the interesting part about that one through eight seed is what we would expect is that you would get really good matchups and good games this week. And, uh, you know, that 76% of the 21 teams in the 2A classification made the playoff field initially, and we didn't end up with uh, a ton of tight games. We, we did get a phenomenal game in Aberdeen as West Jefferson beat the Tigers 49-47, Cole Valley and Orofino was fairly close, 28-13. to 13, But, uh, I mean, you look at it, 
And aside from that, you're looking at 34 to nothing, uh, 46 to 16, 50 to 12, 42 to nothing, 40 to 6, and 41 to 21. So you would hope, uh, for the sake of all things considered, that the games are a little bit tighter this week. But we mentioned those four unbeatens. They're all the host schools this week. And looking at it on paper, I think they're all heavily favored. And that makes it tough to, you know, pick out which game we think is the, the one, the circle that we would want to watch. But uh, you like your Dark Horse team going against Grangeville as, as the game that you're most interested in. And, you know, I, I kind of agree with that is Grangeville is a strong football team. You know, they've got Tesher Harris, their quarterback, Booker Bush, strong wide receiver. Noah Cashmitter's back on the field. Really, the biggest thing that stopped Grangeville this year has been penalties. And if this team gets into a penalty fest against Cole Valley, that, that gives the Chargers a chance. Well, free yards is what penalties equate to. And if Cole Valley can get enough free yards, if their defense can force turnovers, anything can happen. You know, we're not here to, to talk about individual games like that, but it could very well happen. It's at Grangeville. Um, you know, the weather is not going to be ideal, more than likely, up there in North Idaho. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, going back to to the way this was seeded, I think the unintended consequence of, of doing it with this new RPI system is unintentionally it's it's been created to make a great semifinal round. Um, the opening round, horrible football. Uh, this this week in the quarterfinals, I don't see it getting much better. However, next week, oh yeah, yeah, you're going to see some great semifinal games and you're going to see a fantastic state championship game. The two rounds before that, this year, it didn't work out, I think, as, as maybe... Um, it was designed. And I guess the question is, and, and you'd be able to answer this, you, you've been an athlete here in Idaho. You've Not won football, a state but championship in basketball. If you were an That's athlete, funny. would you rather have, you know, this this particular setup where, you know, it's it's the final four and we look at it, we can be prognosticators, something crazy may happen this week, but you could end up theoretically with four unbeaten teams in the semifinals. Your potential matchups could be Declo Westside and Grangeville North Fremont. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was the way that it normally has been, Grangeville would be playing Declo this week in the quarterfinals. Right. So I think that from that perspective, um, you know, it, it served a purpose in that regard. Um, it, it's something that you know, a one-year sample size obviously is not going to be enough. You know, work out I the kinks, that. Sure. Um, get it everywhere that you want it to be, and, and alter. The, the formula, you know, maybe maybe the formula is, is changed or, or maybe they decide that, you know, this worked out. You know, we did get the teams ranked in order. And one of the things I'll say, you want to get the teams one through four, they should be favored. Yeah, and, I agree And in with this, that. this instance, they are the favorites. So you can't look at it and say, well, well you know, Westside McCall Donnelly, you know, that's four versus five. Well, you know, McCall Donnelly see if they can come in and let's see what they can do. They've got a head coach in Lee Leslie that's won a state championship at Bishop Kelly. He's coached in the Arena Football League, and he gets to go inside a dome right. on Saturday with his quarterback Pete Knudsen, Bokar, all these other guys. And McCall Donnelly is looking at this, saying, you know what? We get a big stage. We're mm-hmm. just really excited to be here well, they inside are. a Holt Arena. That's pretty much exactly what... Uh what, what, what Coach Leslie said to me. You know what? We're just happy to be there. And they are. They are happy. I mean, how often does McCall get to play at Holt Arena? I think our I-team would have to do some research on that. Uh, but it, in my guesstimate, it's probably been a while. Um, so it, uh, it it's fun for these teams to be there. Absolutely. is. And, and a four and a five matchup like Westside McCall, that's probably going to be a really good football game. And you would hope. The, the big thing is McCall Donnelly, you know, they've been up and down at points this year. But last week, 
they kind of all came together against Melba, and uh, they won that football game 34 to nothing. That was a game that they only won by a couple of points earlier this season. So, you know, McCall Donnelly continues forward with that. Uh, it'll be tough, but, you know, Westside is a team that a lot of people haven't seen this year. They're all the way down in Dayton, Idaho, which is by Preston. Right. And, uh, you know, they're bordering on Utah down there. And uh, Don't they, hold they, that against them. Though. They just have so many kids yeah. that can do it. Whenever you look at a box score for Westside, it's, you know, seven or eight kids that scored during the course of the game. I mean, you may know Enoch Ward and some other guys like that, but, boy, it's just something to watch. Is You know, I look at the 2A classification. My favorite's Declo. Uh, Dark Horse is North Fremont. The game I want to watch is uh, St. Mary's Declo. St. Mary's yeah. was the last team to beat Declo back in the 2016 state championship game. I think the Hornets are going to be looking for uh, – a little bit of revenge here this week. But I think St. Mary's, you saw them last week at New Plymouth, and they, they seem to be kind of stringing it all together. And this, to me, if you look at the four games, has the best chance at being an upset. And there's a lot of reasons for it, but uh, I, I really think that St. Mary's can make this is a tough game for Declo. They can. And Caden Hammond, uh, you know, the lefty quarterback, he's got a broken broken wrist on his non-throwing arm, but that that affects how you can grip that football on the snap, and and how you can and, and you can see that um, on the picture we have on our website that you actually put a picture from that game on your weekly rewind. And the quarterback Hammond has the football, but he can't really cradle it with that offhand because there's a cast on it. But he was able to sling that football and get it to receivers. You know, he's got Tyler Lohman out there. He's got Ethan Hill, had three touchdowns in basically the same part of the end zone. I mean, these guys can move around the field, offense, defense, pretty much the same guys both sides. And so if if they can get out, if St. Mary's can get their offense running, make some catches in the air, pick up big yards, it could be an interesting football game. And I think that that's what... Uh, you know, people are hoping for. They got it on the big stage inside a whole arena. Uh, you know, they were able to make that happen, and let's see what they're able to do with it. As we look at the 1A classifications, we drop down to 1A, D1. This is what we really like talking about here. Uh, Paul and myself are huge eight-man football guys, and Paul, the game that we're broadcasting here uh, that we're really excited about is Oakley at Idaho City on Friday at 7 o'clock. We're sending Will Henneke up there along with Jackson Kingsbury. And uh, Will Henneke, you know, he broadcasts professionally with the Idaho Steelheads, but his favorite football is eight-man football. And uh, so we're sending the A-team out there to Idaho City. First game that we've done, I believe, exactly, at Idaho yeah. City. No, we've never been up to Idaho City other than to, you know, eat eat uh, huckleberry cheesecake and, and cut firewood and, and go hunting. It's great up there, but we've never been able to do football. And, uh, and, and we're going to go, and hopefully everything works out. We've kind of done our, our research on it, and, uh, and we're going to send those guys up. Great team to go up there. Like you said, uh, Will Henneke, he's Mr. Eight-Man himself. Uh, came from a small school in, uh, in Washington. He follows the eight-man ranks closely, probably more than um, anyone else in the state. So it's going to be a fun game to watch. If you can tune into a game this weekend, um, you know, make sure you watch some of that that Oakley game. Jason Rober, the head coach there at Idaho City, is making sure we've got power sliding us into the box. All the things we need to make a game broadcast <laughs> yep. possible. As we look at this 1AD1 classification, we'll tell you the matchups. Idaho City is hosting Oakley. Raft River against Prairie is Friday at 7 at the Kibbe Dome in Moscow, University of Idaho's campus. Clearwater Valley travels down their first playoff appearance since 1994 to take on the Valley Vikings Saturday at 1 o'clock in Hazleton. And then Thursday, the first game of the week, 
is at the Kibbe Dome, 7 o'clock Pacific time. The Lapway Wildcats and the Wilder Wildcats yep. as they're going to claw and prod at each other in that football game. But the, the notable thing that we want to mention here, and we would kind of be remiss if we didn't point this out, but there is a notable exception on this bracket. is the Chalice Vikings, a 7-2 and two football team that, in my opinion, could probably be ranked in the top three in just about any kind of metric that you would look at. Yep is not in this field and you know i think every team that's in it is deserving and that's the problem is there's nobody to take out and chalice isn't in so i'm not sure what the right solution is there but boy it just seems like there's got to be a way to get chalice in this field you know yeah and i don't know i have no idea what the solution there is you know every year there's good teams that don't make it there's teams uh that maybe didn't have quite as good a year as that did and and that's just kind of how high school sports work um this year chalice they came out with the short end of the stick on that um and there's really like i said the powers that be might be able to take a look at it and people that are smarter than i can figure that out but uh, you know when you've you've got eight places and you've got nine quality teams someone's gonna go home and i can tell you for a fact teams like oakley valley raft river that have played chalice already and teams that know about chalice your prairie valley or wilder you know idaho city type teams they wanted to have absolutely nothing to do with chalice oh sure and uh you know again credit the the vikings on a fantastic season unfortunate for their seniors to have to go out that way they won their regular season finale and were eliminated but how big do you think that chip is going to be on their shoulder coming into next season yeah, Huge. The kids that do return for Absolutely. sure for head coach T.T. Kane. But, you know, that's a team that wasn't able to make the playoffs this year um, by virtue of how they do it. Uh, the teams that are in the playoffs, um, you know, out of the field, I look at it, and uh, there's a lot of teams that you could identify as dark horses. And uh, in this instance, you're looking right to the top of the bracket for your dark horse. I am, and it's a C seed coming in, you know, the number three team in Oakley. You know, a team like Oakley, who last week, you know, rested their starters in the second half. Ended up uh, losing to Raft River 28-22. Coming in, uh, you know, Oakley, the Hornets are are always a team to watch. Always. Um, you know, perennial playoff teams. Um, and so I think coming into it, I think Oakley is definitely my dark horse coming in. Yeah, and I'm going to go to the same conference. I like the Raft River football team. They're playing Prairie this week. And it's interesting because we had a chance to see both of them mm-hmm. up close and personal the same day at Middleton. And uh, I thought that they were pretty comparable in a lot of things they do. Raft River's team speed uh, is something that I'm interested to watch against Prairie. I'm not sure who has the advantage in that regard, but I think it may be Raft River based on the eye test um, of having seen both teams on the same day. But, boy, I, I really like this matchup. You know, I think Prairie is favored, but I think if Raft River is able to get by Prairie, then then they could really be looking at a whole lot of things happening as they beat Valley, which is the favorite on the bottom of the bracket. Right. And uh, they could hang right in there against, you know, Oakley or Idaho City in the semis. So get by Prairie, and anything's possible for the Raft River Trojans. As our favorites, uh, my favorite is the Valley Vikings. Uh, I've expressed my uh, heartfelt congratulations to Valley uh, for how fantastic their football team has been multiple times this year. Uh, they sent me a T-shirt. In fact, kind of so, a Valley Homer. Yeah, I got I got to pick yeah. Valley every time. Um, so Valley is my favorite here, um, and, and you're going a different direction. A team that lost to Valley this year, um, a bold strategy on your behalf. But I will say this: um, your favorite being Prairie, Paul. Uh, the, the thing about it, me. I did. I know. I'm just. I, I got to get my point in. <laughs> I, I can kind of understand it. Um, Prairie had a season opening game 
they had not played yet. Valley had a weak play before that, and I think that makes a difference. So you can't really look at that matchup and uh, say a ton. It's, I mean, really, the first game of the season. Right. It was a beautiful day. It was on the turf there at Middleton. Open, like you said, opening opening game. You you can see talent, but you can't really see team talent um, that early in the season. So Prairie coming in, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a stretch to to look at Prairie as my favorite. You know, the Fighting Hassle Stroms are always tough. Um, you know, they come in and uh, year in and year out look fantastic in the in the tournament, and I think that's going to be the same way this year. And, and as far as a game to watch, which one you got circled? Idaho City versus Oakley, I think, is going to be that game that I really want to watch. It's going to be a fun game. Like we mentioned, up in an area where we haven't been before, and uh, and I think it's it's going to be a fantastic game overall. And for those that haven't been out there, you have to basically drive to the high school and then drive down a dirt road for like I don't know what a mile or two, and then you end up in the middle of the forest essentially, and then suddenly there's a plot of land with a football field. Nice. It, it's fascinating, but uh, that is what makes eight-man football oh, yeah. so great here in the state of Idaho. I highly implore you to click on and watch that game just for the scenery alone. Um, the scenery for the game, I'm circling Wilder Lapway is going to be inside of a dome, so you know the weather's going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when you look at Lapway, their last game or two of the season every year, it seems like there's only a game when they put up 70 or more points. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and this game, you may have to get out the record books and start erasing things and writing them back yeah. in. This may be the most high-scoring game of the entire state playoffs this year is Wilder and Lapway... I mean, they're going to try to play defense, but against these offenses, I don't know what they're going to be able to do to slow them down. Well, I was at the Kibbe Dome a couple of years ago, Lapway Valley, in this same round, where it was 104 to 48. You know, the first quarter took a solid hour just because of so many scores. So, you know, Lapway, they've uh, they, they've got themselves a program, a football program there in Lapway, and so uh, there's going to be a lot of points put on the board. Wilder, same thing. It's uh, your, your scoring summary is going to take about 36 minutes after the game, I think, to uh, to get everything in. And Lapway, of course, is led by Tui Moliga, a fantastic running back. Kendall Layton, one of their wide receivers, J.J. Rubin, mans the line. The Wilder Wildcats, Norman Gonzalez, will be receiving passes from Pablo Martinez. Benji Escudia will be doing the running back duties. The good football teams on each side there in the first round, battling off for a chance at a semifinal date with either Valley or Clearwater Valley, the Rams. As that's the 1A D1 classification, the 1A D2 classification, um, we're going to keep it simple for you. Our favorite on both sides here is Cary. Um, the Cary Panthers, the defending 1A D2 state champions, uh, Porter Meekum, their star player, Carson Simpson is fantastic. We could list off a lot of guys for Cary. Um, head coach Lane Kirkland just does a really good job with the Panthers. Yeah, and I'm picking Cary as well, even though they've never sent me a T-shirt. <clears throat> I've still picked them to go. I wouldn't mind having a Cary Panthers, some swag, just throwing that out there. But they've had a great team all year long, and uh, and they're tough. You know, they're out there in the middle of nowhere. Beautiful country out there. We drive through it all the time. Um, so Cary, I think the Panthers, I think they've got a pretty clear shot. They've got the, the upper bracket. It's an interesting bracket. The lower bracket, I think when they get um, into this next game, um, and the semifinals might be their toughest. We'll see. The quarterfinal matchups this week up starting at the top. Uh, Lighthouse is hosting Dietrich Friday at 7. Salmon River Deary is Saturday at 2. Those are both games that already took place this year. Um, Salmon River lost to Deary the first time they played in Lighthouse, blew out Dietrich. The bottom of the bracket, Garden Valley is playing Kendrick at Lewiston High School on Friday at 7 o'clock. 
And then Mackey is at Cary Thursday at 6 o'clock uh, from Cary, a game that was 72-10 to last year in favor of the Cary Panthers. So a potential semifinal matchup, which would probably be at the Kibbe Dome, is Cary and Kendrick. Number one, number two, neither team has lost. And, uh, you know, really the winner of that game uh, will put themselves in fantastic position against anybody that comes out of the top half of the bracket. You know, I'm really hoping that schedules work out, that I can make that drive up there next week, uh, depending on how things go and uh, how nice I am to the guy that makes the schedule, to say, hey, I want to go up to the Kibbe Dome again. I love it up there. It's going to be fun. Now, one thing before I, I, I get in there, Kendrick Garden Valley, you mentioned it, but I'd like to say it. At Lewiston, how cool is that? I mean, they're not playing at Kendrick. They're not at a normal eight-man field. They're going to be on Lewiston's home field, a 5A football field. And uh, and I think that's going to be a fun atmosphere as those two teams will get in there and pack those stands and uh, and play a good football game. Well, and that's kind of an interesting one, too, because we know the Kibbe Dome availability situation for the championship weekend. And Friday, they could be having to play afternoon game. Yeah. I think they'd almost rather play at Lewiston High School. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but we'll see um, You know, if games are ended up scheduled up there, if they end up at you know, Lewiston High School, if they end up at um, you know, Joe Albee Stadium in Spokane or Eastern Washington University. I mean, I, there's a lot of different places you could put it, but I mean, they've played at Middleton before. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Lewiston, you know, not as good yet, but yeah. it's, it's, def- right. it's definitely not a favorable schedule in regards to high school football playoffs up there at the Kibbe Dome this year. Um, you know, a few things coming in, a concert coming in, a few intramurals. It is what it is. You know, they're the host facility, and, and you know, it's it's their game, and we play by their rules. So as when games open up, I mean, they love us having they, – they love hosting high school football there. Casey Scheffler does a great job um, managing the, the Kibbe Dome up there. And uh, and as teams come in, you know, we'll definitely be up there and uh, and be able to cover them. And so, yeah, again, we mentioned Kerry Kendrick could be at the Kibbe Dome next week, yeah. theoretically. Um, we're going to go a different direction as far as our dark horses here. Um, I'll let you go first, as I think anybody that knows uh, anything about you and 1AD2 football will will have a general idea of who you're picking here. (laughs) Kind of like you're a Valley homer. I don't want to say I'm a Salmon River homer, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm pretty good friends with Charlie Shepard and and Paula Tucker, and and I've got some history there. Of course, Coach Kirk coming in from Deary, I'm going to be giving him some t-shirts because they helped us out huge up there earlier in the year. So two, two kind of, kind of my, uh, Pet teams there in the, in the eight-man ranks are, are coming together in Riggins this week, and, and I'm really looking forward to coming. That's my game to watch is uh, is that um, Salmon River Deary game on Saturday. And, and that's mine, too. And It's basically a which coach does Paul like more. At this point, I think you're about equal, man. Those guys are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Salmon River, dark horse candidate. Another one I like is Lighthouse Christian. as Cooper Dastrup, you know, Holloway at quarterback. Um, Corey Holloway has done a really good job yeah. as their head coach this year, and I was impressed when I got to see them against Rockland. They went up forty to nothing after a quarter of football, and I think Lighthouse Christian could surprise some people and, and get to a state championship game appearance this year. I think it's kind of the same way with Salmon River. They had some injuries, um, you know, mid-season uh, when I was up there um, for for a game. Boy, it, it was it was rough. They had uh, you know freshmen in there playing, um, kids that had never really played football in there playing. Um, and I think the band's back together there in Riggins. And uh, and so I think them coming out as my dark horse um, and Kerry as my favorite. And it, it all kind of comes together in the eight-man. It's going to be a really, really exciting uh, bracket to keep an eye on. 
you know, and this is really across all of these classifications. We're really excited about this week, and you can see we've got 18 games that will be broadcast this week, 14 video and 4 audio. Check out the full schedule to see which game is which. Um, share it with your friends. Tell them they're going to be. And, uh, again, we're going to have a lot of content. We're going to update the brackets mm-hmm. first. Come to us. We'll post it on the schedule. All the information that you need for high school football over the next couple of weeks we will have it. Fun time of the year, Paul. And don't forget about our action photographers, Sven. We've got people everywhere. Um, we just got that list. I just got it from our um, director of photography, Steve Connor, saying where they're going to be. So we'll put that onto our uh, our schedule. Um, you can get that from the homepage. Make sure you check out the viewer guide. You can see where our broadcasts are going to be. You can see where our photographers are going to be. Um, yeah, if, if you want coverage come to us and when you go to the game stream section of course this time of year things can things can uh, can change some are video some are audio as we get into next week's championships heavy audio most will be audio um, all championships will be um, this week um, like I said those four games at Holt Arena will be audio only so make sure when you go to the game streams schedule there's a little icon there. there's a camera and there's some headphones so don't click on it thinking it's going to be video and get mad at us it's just uh, it's what we're allowed to do and what we can do and Kind of like Coach Leslie at Holt Arena, we're just happy to be there. And we are. We're just happy that you were able to tune in to another edition of the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter. Until next week, my name is Sven Elskog. Joined this week by Paul Kingsbury. Have a good day, everybody. 